What's up, y'all, and welcome into Forte Catholic. I'm so glad that you found this week's episode, and welcome to all of our newest subscribers. It's great to see this community continuing to grow. Today's episode is so much fun. Father Anthony Sharapa and I had a blast of an episode. We brought back for the second time our game called, uh, creatively called, Fancy Catholic Words, uh, where Father Anthony presents me with very fancy Catholic words, and I provide you the definitions to them. And I promise, with a wink, that they're all 100% correct because I'm smart. Uh, we also answer the question, or try to answer the question, is faith a blind leap? We have a whole conversation about that, and we also talk about our anger issues. So uh, we hope that you guys enjoy this episode. If you do, please hit that subscribe button so we can continue uh, to bring you the greatest of what we have. We'd like to say we're the best Catholic podcast out there, but we are for sure the best Catholic podcast on this channel. Thank you for watching, listening, subscribing, and enjoy today's episode. What's up? Welcome to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll, and that is Father Anthony Dwayne Serapa. Father Anthony, how are you, buddy? I'm good. It's just a busy day with lots of tiny frustrations, but things are actually okay. Tiny frustrations. Uh, how many of those have been in the last 30 minutes since we started this call? <laughs> uh, about a dozen uh, or so. Uh, and then there was just some this morning and there were just, it's just every little thing has not been easy. But here we are. And I'm happy to be recording this podcast with you, Taylor Schroll. But guest, uh, I, I have some news for you. Two mm -hmm. bits of news. One's about you and one is about uh, us. Mm -hmm. The one about you is... Uh, you you like you look about as you have stated that you feel today, mm -hmm. but you look like one of my favorite villains ever today. Okay, who you look like Hook from the oh, movie Hook? Yeah. <laughs> Rufy, oh! <laughs> Your hair is like looks exactly like his. It's it was a tremendous performance, and I'm hoping for a tremendous performance out of you today. We'll see what happens. <laughs> we will see. <laughs> you said you took some espresso because you're having this busy day and things aren't going well and it hasn't kicked in. So it'll pro we'll see. I, I just want the listeners to figure out what minute of this show that the two espressos <laughs> you took right before this kick in. Four shots uh, of espresso before this show. Right. <laughs> the, uh, the other thing is I've been tired for a couple of weeks. I just can't seem to like catch up to the point where like, I've I, I my brain has been slower than it usually is. So like molasses. <laughs> yeah. And I did a whole thing, a whole show last week, and it was great. We did a we introduced a brand new game. It was a blast. But all of the new ideas shrouded the important thing of last week. Last week was episode 260. Do you know what 260 divided by 52 is? No. It it's 5. <laughs> Oh, neat. It was our five-year anniversary last week, and I oh didn't mention goodness. it. Oh, my goodness. That's kind of a big deal. I know it is. And, like, we've – so what's funny is, like, I didn't even realize it that it's perfect math. Like, mm -hmm. because I have – in the entire history of the show, I have skipped two weeks. And we've done some bonus stuff that's not, like, a numbered episode, right? The numbered mm -hmm. episodes of the weekly stuff. But we have done two – bonus numbered episodes like a big enough deal where it became a numbered episode yeah 
to where I didn't even realize that I perfectly made up for the two episodes I've never done. We did exactly 260 episodes in five years, which divided by that is exactly 52. It was our five-year anniversary. We made it. That's really <laughs> impressive. Just the consistency for five years is is genuinely amazing. Uh, and yeah, this is great. Congratulations to yeah. you and I guess a little bit to me and to the rest of the co-hosts as well. You've been here for over half of it. It's unbelievable. Oh, that just hurt my brain. <laughs> Did I just start co-hosting like yesterday? What's going on? Uh, well, uh, by the way, uh, for the 30 minutes that setup took today, you'd think you started today. You would think so. <laughs> um, the last time we recorded, uh, I was fake outraged about a lot of things. And yeah, like, that was fun. Anytime there's fake outrage, there's like a little piece of me that actually agrees with myself, but it's mostly just for, for you know, to have the conversation and to throw throw random things out. Yeah. Um, but like every like every joke has some truth to it. Like when I make fun of you for looking like Hook, it's like, yeah, there's a little truth that I think you're a little bit of a villain and probably need a haircut. But ultimately, it's a joke because you look like Hook and I love that guy, right? Yeah. Um, but anytime that there's fake outrage, there's a little bit of real outrage behind it, right? Uh, and then there's like anger, malice, rage, like whichever word you want to use, that's actually one of the seven deadly sins. Mm. And it's, uh, I think, you know, like I, I've told the joke before that like most guys, it's like, oh, you know, it's like, oh, I read souls. I can tell that you're struggling with pride and lust. And they're like, how did you know? I'm like, because you're a male from the ages of puberty to 40. <laughs> Trust right. me, I've heard confessions. It goes way beyond 40. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh-oh. No, I thought there was hope for me in a few years. No, no there's not. <laughs> um, but like pride and lust have always been probably my top my top two. But sol- solidly in number three, uh third is the one with the hairy, hairy chest, I guess. That's what we're gonna call anger. First is the worst, second is the best. You know what I'm talking about. It was from oh, Hook. Wow. I'm just kidding. It wasn't from Hook, but it's a kid's <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> um, Anger's always, always been around. And a lot of times it is like I can use my humor to kind of get out of the real anger. Mm-hmm. But every now and then there is real anger that is like sinful that I have to confess. Right. Yeah. And then but there's other times where it's kind of silly. <laughs> like. This weekend. <laughs> so I was driving home from a trip to, to my family. It was a great trip. Tremendous trip. I loved it. I got to see a bunch of my aunts aunts and uh, like that I haven't seen in in years, right? Like because they came in yeah. for my uh, my sister's wedding shower. And I got to I got to see them and hang out with them. And like it was great. But like it was a quick trip. Lots of drive, you know, driving. Essentially, it was, a, it was a two-day trip. We drove one day, stayed that night, and drove back the next day. Quick trip after a stressful week, leading into another stressful week where there's really no end in sight. Like I have a lot of fun coming up. Like, but the next two weekends, like I'm traveling to Little Rock, Arkansas, for their Dyson conference this weekend. I come wow. back, I launch a podcast for somebody next week, and then I go. And then after that week is over, I go to uh, uh, Iowa for their Dyson conference. I come back, and I have all this work. So it's like it's not. It's like not stressful as in bad things there's just a lot going on you know kind of like you were saying like with your day there's a lot of go- going on i'm tired i'm a little stressed but it's it's good things yeah. um so all that's happening and then i get a text that really stressed me out like it was something that it, it work related something that we had agreed upon then it wasn't agreed upon anymore and it, it just added a lot of stress 
to my life. So I'm I'm getting frustrated and angry. So the stress is building up into anger, right? Yeah. And then we go to uh, national icon, the Bucky's, uh, <laughs> the very much Bucky. It's it's like sheets, but better. Bucky, I, I can vaguely understand the concept. I just don't believe you. But okay. Okay, have you heard, you know what a Sheets is, and you yes. know what a mall is. Like, y'all have yes. malls up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Combine those two things, that's what Bucky's is. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's huge. So there's like, li- there's literally hundreds and hundreds of people at this Bucky's at mm-hmm. once. I'm not exaggerating. There's, like, if I had to guess, probably 500 to 1,000 people all at all times at this Bucky's. Wow. It's huge. Yeah. There's like, I, if I had to guess again, like uh, 50 like unleaded pumps and then probably another 40 like diesel pumps. Like it's a huge thing that we drove into. We get to the parking lot and it's crazy busy. Sunday afternoon, travel day, all these kinds of things. Right. And I'm driving in circles around. There's 50 something, you know, probably around 50 pumps, 40 to 60 and driving around in circles. There's no pumps. And I, I'm, I'm a little just kind of, you know, it's, it's just, there's a lot going on. There's people driving. There's not really clear roads because everybody's just kind of driving, going around everywhere. Yeah. And it's kind of stressful. I'm trying, like, my kids have to go to the bathroom, so I'm trying to park to get them inside. I'm yeah. trying to find a place for gas. And I drive around twice, and there's no gas, st- like, there's no gas pumps open. Mm-hmm. When there is a gas op- open, I got cut in front of twice. Oh, no. You know, yeah, like, no. you know, super sports cars while I'm driving the minivan because I have the whole family with me. Yeah. So I'm getting frustrated. And then my second pass, I'm starting to notice, like, literally, no, no, like, of the 50 pumps, there are three people at the pumps. Everyone parked. No. And went inside the Bucky's gas station mall, which takes 20 minutes to get in and out of. And so there's no pumps. Like, there's no pumps available, and there's no end in sight. I'm frustrated. I'm tired. I want to get home. So I find that there's this uh, group of bikers, like. Okay biker gig type group of people mm-hmm. that had parked all of their bikes and had gotten gas and had went inside. So there's like entire rows of like Harleys, those, you know, hogs, those kind of bikes. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I, I can pump my gas around these bikes. <laughs> 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 so I pull in right next to these hogs mm-hmm. and I, and I'm like, you know, Whatever. I'm frustrated enough that I need gas and I'm pissed off that everybody's inside and not being considerate. It's making me angry. Um, So I put my credit card in and I start taking the gas out. And then who decides to walk up right as as I get right, like literally right as I get out of my car? The the biker gang. (laughs) (laughs) They walk up and he's just like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm getting gas. And he goes... (laughs) Okay. <laughs> and he's like, you can tell he's kind of frustrated. But I'm like, I'm just at the point where I'm just doing my thing. I'm putting my credit card in. I'm punching the numbers. I'm getting the guessing. And like all of his friends start coming up and they're looking at me. They're looking at him. And they're like, so I'm like, uh, okay, whatever. Like, I'm in, I'm in like, if you if y'all want to fight me, like all 30 of you, let's go. I got at the point where it's like, <laughs> let's just do it. You know, whatever. I just want my guess. You know what he does? What? He helps me. <laughs> oh, he like pulls the gas thing, pulls it. He's like, is it going to reach? And he pulls the thing like over his, over his bike, which I wasn't going to do. I was going to go around. Yeah. And he's so nice. And his t-shirt <laughs> says a lot of words on it that I won't say, but they're all about like fighting and I don't like anyone and go away in very colorful language. Yeah. And we had a pleasant conversation as <laughs> I gassed up my minivan with the, with the gas pump 
going over his Harley into my van. And then we just had a nice conversation while all of his biker friends stared at me. And then I put the gas back in. I went and parked at a normal parking spot, went inside Bucky's, got some food, and then we were on our merry way. <laughs> That's amazing. I did not see that story going that way. I was very worried about you. I didn't either. Uh, especially 15 minutes later when I'm driving down, like, you know, we leave and yeah. I'm driving and the biker gang pulls up behind me. I was like, this oh, is no. it. <laughs> and they drive by me and we wave at each other. <laughs> he recognized us, which was very funny. Um, so that story could have gone very differently. And uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. I, I'm such a uh, stickler when it comes to parking at a gas station. Like this morning I had to get gas and there was nobody at this gas station. And I still, after getting gas, got into my car, drove the 30 feet to the parking spot. Even though there's no line, there's no one there. It's just, it's just what you do. You just don't park at the gas station at the pump. You just don't do that. Well, I, I, I would have in your scenario. Like, if there's nobody there and I'm just going to run in, it's fine. But, like, yeah. scenario, scenario-wise, it's like if I'm in a place that's very busy and I have my family, so I know it's going to take time inside, of course I'll yeah. do it, right? But if I'm the only person at it, whatever, yeah, I'm going to get a Gatorade. Like, that's Did fine. you consider, like, it, did you see anybody pumping gas that you would have, like, pulled up behind and got in line? I'm not a good waiter. <laughs> I'm not patient. <laughs> These are the decisions I make. Okay. So you went like you straight for the biker gang. That was the yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was like, I can't pump around a big truck or a car, so I'm gonna pick the bike. That's what I'm gonna do. That's. I mean, I'm glad it worked out well for you, Taylor. Because <laughs> yeah, me too, me too. I mean, to be fair, but here's the thing. Here, here's yeah. what I realized, and this is what I've been thinking about, is that I wasn't actually mad at the but like you know what i mean like if i was having a great day and it's yeah. kind of busy you know what i would have done the, the the same thing and probably waited behind somebody yeah but i was already antsy and frustrated and 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 stressed out and angry about this this message that i had gotten to where i reacted i reacted in the situation that i was in because i brought anger and stress in from another place yeah. right yeah, yeah and i i started realizing it's like that's the most common thing. It's very rare for me to blow up. If I'm in like a neutral state and somebody, somebody in front of me makes me angry, I'm not usually going to blow up on them. Right. Yeah. But if I'm already angry from something else, I'm going to blow up on them. Right. Mm-hmm. If something mm-hmm. frustrates me at work, I'm more apt to yell at my kids when they do something that probably didn't deserve to be yelled at. Right. Yeah. Or I'm going to, you know, so, uh, my kids make me mad. I'll probably st- snap at my wife. I noticed this with, with my wife too. I'll make her mad. And then she yells at the kids. And that's actually what makes me feel bad about what I did. <laughs> <laughs> because the kids are getting yelled at for something that I did. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think we all do this. Like we take anger and frustration from other situations and put it on to other people. And I just realized that about myself with, uh, when I almost, you know, fought a biker gig. this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Uh, I've gotten better at this cause we've talked about it, but on my days off, I go hang out with my brother, stay at his house. And especially early on when I started doing this, like there was one day he was like, stop being so mean to me. <laughs> I was like, Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not mad at you at all. You're letting me stay at your house. I love you very much. I'm eating your food. I'm just cranky about, whatever's going on in the parish and like yeah so it's usually people we feel the safest with or just you know people we're not threatened by or if you're a crazy person a bake a biker gang that you'll kind of <laughs> <laughs> let loose your anger yeah yeah it's like let, just bring it on i'm at the point now that like you know this might be good <laughs> so 
uh, it's I, funny. Like, uh, so a lot of times, I mean, as a priest, I have to check my anger a lot and sometimes it doesn't work so well. So it'll be something like a bunch of stuff goes wrong at mass or people were late. And then like someone is giving me a hard time after mass. And then this little old lady will walk up to me and say, father, can I have a minute? I go, what, what do you want? <laughs> right. You bless this rosary. Yes. Yeah. 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 Let me. Yes. Great. It's a beautiful rosary. It's a beautiful rosary. I'd be happy to bless it. Like, <laughs> I'm like trying to contain it and do the right thing. But at the same time, it's like leaking out the way I'm talking to people. <laughs> right. Yeah. hundred um, percent. I got a I got a text from you on this Saturday, mm-hmm. the day before my biker gang incident. Yeah. Would you like to talk about what you sent me on Saturday? What did I send you Saturday? Why don't you remember this? You said. I broke my headset. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so yeah, 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 it's my super nice uh, uh, gaming headset, which I love, recommended by you, and it's just delightful. And I, what happened was I literally pulled it off my head, and I heard a snap, and it just, it just had broken into pieces. And I know why. It's because many times I've taken off my headset in frustration and like thrown it on the ground. Not even like hard, but I think it's just happened enough times. I also have a big head that it it broke. I'm very sad about it. That's why I actually have this one on. This is just a little thing I got on Amazon to, to tide me over until I get the other one fixed or whatever. But yes, uh, gaming can be a source of, of anger for me. <laughs> We've talked about this too, because both of us, when we play video games together, is, I think, I think most of the time, a healthy outlet to get rid of the anger that we brought in from other things so yes. that we don't bring it into other things. Like, yes. I actually use gaming and working out, like playing basketball or going to the gym, as an outlet to get through the frustrations and the, th- the things that are building up yeah. so that I don't lash out in anger to my friends, to my family, to uh, bike, you know, get in fights with biker gangs. Like those are typically the things that I'm able to do. Um, but yeah, every now and then you realize how angry you were about something. Cause it's like, okay, you died in a video game. So you threw your headset. It's like, well, you're playing a video game that most people average in a round Dying about 15 times. Like, it's what you signed up for, you yeah. know? Like, <laughs> I don't think it was the dying that really bothered you. I think you were probably angry coming in, right? It's funny because we both had moments where, like, I'm, I'm getting too angry. I need to I need to stop playing. <laughs> and we've just, like, quit, like, after right. a game. It's like, this is, I, this is doing the opposite now. of what I want <laughs> yeah, to do. Yeah, exactly. I don't deserve fun. I'm so angry right now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, but it's funny because uh, what you said was, the next thing was, I broke my head set i need a headset made of steel yes uh, do you do you remember the full name of that headset that you wore it's funny because i googled steel headset and then i found my headset it's like the steel series x or something 100 is called the steel series it is made of steel you dummy no it's not no it's not this is made of plastic there's steel in it like yes there's plastic on the it part too, that right? broke was plastic let me tell you i was just dying laughing and i like wanted the story and you shared nothing else after that you texted me i broke my headset i need a headset made of steel that was at saturday at 11 45 p.m. The next text I got from you was on Monday at 3 p.m. So I didn't even know the story. No but I just assumed you. you got angry that it would fit well in this segment. And I was mm-hmm. right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, you were. Um, and here's here's what I know. Here's where I have just a slight more self uh, uh, self-knowledge about myself than you do of you. Oh, OK. Because I, too, 
have that same Arctic's, Arctis Steel Series headset. Mm-hmm. And I, too, have broken that headset about a little over a year ago. I was playing a, I was playing a video game, and I lost, and I took the headset and threw it against the wall, and <laughs> it was broken. Mm-hmm. Okay? Which, now we're in the same scenario, right? But here's where I have more self-knowledge about myself. I bought my headset from Best Buy, which doesn't seem like a big deal, until you realize that with everything like this, I have the Best Buy protection plan. It cost about $20 or $30 for something around that price. And you know what their, uh, their repair, pro- uh, their repair, repair uh, program is? You break it, you bring it back, and they give you a brand new one for free. I know myself. <laughs> I knew yeah. I was going to break the headset. I did not have to buy a new one like you were going to have to. I know myself well enough to say this is probably something that might happen. Mm. And it did. And I got a free how, one. How apropos the feelings I'm feeling right now towards you. Oh, yeah. You want to play some video games after this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I got mine off of Amazon. And as soon as you said the Best Buy thing, I was like, oh, that would be so easy. Oh, I could just. Uh. I know myself so well. And you know what's funny, Father Anthony? What? What's funny, Taylor? Uh, all of this, all of these stories connect still because what was happening about a year and a half ago when I broke my headset, the beginning of COVID when my life was falling apart again, (laughs) I wasn't really like what happened in the game was frustrating, but not enough to completely lose my crap and throw (laughs) something that costs $200 at a wall. Like, like none of, none of what happened in the game meant that. But my life had just fallen apart. COVID had yeah. happened. I lost my job. Like, all, all these things happened, right? To where, again, I was taking something into a situation that didn't actually make me angry. So, like, that's been the, the big thing for, like, self-actualization, self-realization over the last, like, week or so. Since, you know, really because of the biker gang. They really make you think about your life because uh, it almost ended. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, I don't know. I don't really know. Like, other than, like, working out, praying, video games. But like just being like those are the ways to like disperse anger, kind of get rid of the anger so you don't bring it into the next thing. Um, but I think for me, it's like it's the realization of like not taking it out on the next person that I talk to because yeah. it's either them or the people closest to me in my family. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, that's it. Good. Uh, somebody donate two hundred dollars to uh, satiate no, Father Anthony's anger. I just I deserve to. <laughs> this is penance is buying a new headset. It is penance. All right. Well, we'll be right back. And my penance for making you angry is uh, you get to be the star of the next segment. Uh, so don't go anywhere. So you can see what's going to happen. <laughs> Catholics are often accused of not knowing the Bible or reading it regularly. And what do they say about criminals? A lot of times when you're accused, you probably did it. While that might be true for some people, the Bible is at the core of everything's Catholic, everything that Catholics believe and plays a central role in the prayer life of the church. But understanding what God is communicating through his word can be sometimes difficult. Yet, this can be overcome. If you don't know where to begin or how to get started, Avi Explores, the Bible can help. This podcast uh, with great guests, they share tips, Uh, strategies and wisdom to help you grow in your relationship with Jesus through his word, which is weird because the word is Jesus. So you're getting to know Jesus through Jesus. 
Check out um, this current series from the Avi Explorers podcast, where host Katie Prezon McGrady and a variety of Bible experts explore the basics of the Bible, why it matters, how to pray with it, how to incorporate it into family life, and other surprising things about the Bible. Surprise! You don't have to take a class to fall in love with the Bible. Just join the Avi Explorers podcast by subscribing today wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also sign up for all of the free content at AveMariaPress.com. They wrote out the .com as words for me to make sure I knew it. Uh, or by following Ave Maria Press on social media. Ave Explores, everyday faith, everyday people. Welcome back to Fort Day Catholic. I'm Taylor Schroll, and that is Captain Hook. And uh, what we're going to do here in this segment is we're going to bring back a segment that we have done one time. Um, it, it, it actually happened a couple times on the internet this week where somebody said that I was wrong, and I proved to them that I was right. And they actually were like, oh, you you know, you were. Um, <laughs> or maybe that was just in my mind. Maybe they didn't admit it. Maybe we're still <laughs> arguing. But I I have never been wrong. And I like to say I've never been wrong on this show. It's like, it's like you know how like papal infallibility works? It's like they can be wrong like sometimes in their personal life. But when it comes to like faith and yeah. the church's teaching, they actually can't teach things that are wrong. Correct. It's the same with me. It's like I can make mistakes in my personal life. Yeah. But. I've never made a mistake on the show. I've never made a mistake in a talk ever. You know, we, we've made fun of you and your homilies forever. I've never made a mistake once ever. So we have a game to prove that I've never made a mistake and that I know everything. And it's called Fancy Catholic Words, where you share fancy Catholic words with me. And I yes. will prove how smart and right I am by getting every single one of them correct. You will give me the word and I will explain the true meaning. And so, like sometimes you'll argue with me, which is weird. Yeah, because like I'm always right, but I mean my definitions will 100 all be correct, and yeah, your I definitions give, may or may not. I, I might be I might be giving alternative alternative slightly less correct definitions uh, for people who are interested in that kind of thing. But we'll definitely just go with yours. And if any other priest or bishop or pope has been incorrect before about these words, because these words they're not they're not doctrine, so they can be wrong about that. So I'll just I'll write them a nice letter, nicely worded letter, and uh, I like we'll that. I like that you said alternative because yeah. I'm always hashtag right. And your answers that are different than mine will be hashtag alt right. <laughs> yeah. Great. That's what I need. All yeah. right. <laughs> Let's start with something uh, you're probably familiar with because you've um, been around this item before. Uh, Taylor Schroll, what is a Luna? A, a Luna. Luna. Uh, it's a, it's it's one of it's that weird character from Harry Potter <laughs> that mm -hmm. like uh, no I'm just kidding okay that's the non-Catholic version the Catholic version of a Luna is the thing that holds the Jesus so there's there's the, when the bread is consecrated um, and you and you you have it in a little holder so not not the picks which is like the thing that people put it in to like take Jesus to the infirm mm -hmm. but it's the thing that you put like in the uh, in the monstrance, like for adoration, right? Yeah. So there's like a little holder that you that you put into the monstrance, and it kind of locks it. Usually, like locks in, so that Jesus doesn't fall out of the monstrance in the middle of adoration. And then the priest would put or deacon would put the monstrance on the altar, and that's what the big Jesus host is kept in for adoration. Correct. Uh, of course, I don't even. Of know course. Why did I even say correct? That was you know. We don't even need a ding because yeah, no, right. it's just like it's obviously correct. <laughs> Um, it's kind of like this Russian nesting doll of Jesus holders because you got the big monstrance and you got the little 
Luna that you stick in there. And that's why you can see Jesus. Good, good, good. Um, you you want to hear a, a funny story about a Luna? Or like, yeah. I mean, kind of terrifying story about a Luna? Absolutely. We had a Luna at the parish that, that I've been working at for years where the priest would come for adoration, right? But the Luna was broken. So how it would work, it was like it was like a it was a circle, right? Yeah. And there was like the front side and the back side were both circles. It's two pieces. And you would like kind of open it up like the circle. It would like you kind of like butterfly doors on the fancy cars. Like it yeah, would like slide yeah, yeah. up to the top. Mm-hmm. But what would happen was it would never lock in. Like it was old and kind of kind of rickety. Yeah. So like if the priest wasn't careful, like Jesus could like very easily like slip out of the oh, Luna. No. Yeah. And there was one like I, I and like when we had visiting priests or new priests, I always made sure. And there was one time that the priest was holding it, and like was holding the Luna, and Jesus did not fall on the floor, but Jesus started falling out of the Luna, and oh, the no. priest caught it with his other hand, and it, oh. like, like I like I, I was one of those like good save, you know, like it was great. <laughs> <laughs> so I have I have a quick Luna story. When I was in seminary, college seminary, I was the sacristan for our seminary. And we had in the seminary four different monstrances and like five or six different Lunas. Not every Luna fit in every monstrance. Some were useless. And for some reason, uh, every time the bishop uh, did adoration for us, I had picked the wrong Luna. It happened like three times in a row. Oh, the no. bishop couldn't get the Luna in because I picked the wrong one. And so I got, I got a talking to. Okay. So I know the bishop's coming up again. I, so I check. You know, I grab the Luna. I put it into the monstrance. I checked like four or five times. I'm like, I am sure this works. When the bishop goes to put the Luna in, he just assumes that I got it wrong again and like tried once and it didn't work and got very frustrated and just jammed it in there. And I was like, no, this time it's not my fault. <laughs> I did a good job. Okay, next word. Uh, what is a propodeutic gear? One more time. A Pro uh, a propodeutic ear, a propodeutic ear, a propodeutic ear is an year. ear, huh? A propodeutic year. Oh, propodeutic year. That's very yes. different than a propodeutic ear. Right. Which you can about... tell us what that is as well if you want to. But propodeutic oh, a, year. A propodeutic ear yeah. is um after somebody has been given like pre-evangelization. Mm-hmm. Like kind of you know there's a lot of times like answering questions like does God exist or like having a good experience with something something uh catholic right now they're ready to be evangelized they have a propodeutic ear like their ears are Uh. ready to hear the gospel a propodeutic year is uh the year that like the pope announces like this is like uh you know like this year is the year of saint joseph so like Mm -hmm. every year it's like what's the propodeutic this year you know like what are Mm -hmm. we going to be what are we going to be focusing on yeah okay some people who are wrong uh might say that that is a intro year spirituality in a seminary or uh, in a religious order, that you would spend a year, a propodeutic year, uh, learning just spirituality before you go into your classes. But they're wrong. Okay. Well, I mean, they, at that point, they have propodeutic ears and they're ready to hear. Right, right. Which is where <laughs> the confusion comes from. They do have right. propodeutic yeah, ears. Yeah. Very, but very that, confusing. <laughs> yeah, you know, and it's an understandable mistake. That's why everyone should listen to the show to get the correct information instead of the fake news. Taylor, what is an ambry? An ambry. Ambry. Um, so you know the Ambo, right? Yeah. 
This is where like the 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 readings are read from. It's where like a lot like the the psalms are actually supposed to be sung from there, but a lot of times they're sung from like choir lofts and stuff. Yeah. Me as a as a liturgical musician, I always make the point. Now I, I will walk from wherever I'm singing, and I will bow before the altar. I'll go to the ambo, and I'll sing the psalm from there. Mm-hmm. Um, what the word that you said is a small version of those. So, like sometimes at like like masses for Catholic schools, mm-hmm. you need the the ambo is too tall. So you need uh, so the ambre like, for the the short kids. Right, exactly. Because like you know, some people would like to use modern things like stepping stools or whatever. But yeah. let's go traditional and use the ambre. It's, it's just a smaller version of the ambo, so that kids can do the readings. Yeah, and uh, it's especially important in the Latin mass community. Because they ordain priests so young that a lot of them aren't tall enough to see above the ambo. So that's when they use the ambry. Correct. Um, some people might say, and they're wrong about this, so correct them if you find them, that the ambry is where you keep the holy oils. So it's a container, sometimes a display container where you keep holy oils. Um, but if people say that, God bless their hearts. Make sure you correct them. Yeah. Uh, youngliving.com. <laughs> uh, Taylor. What is an aspersorium? An aspersorium. aspersorium. Well, this is a difficult one. A lot of people can get confused by the right. asper- aspersorium. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you know that I'm allergic to asps? I have to be very careful how I say that. Asps. Uh, I mean, I don't. How do you know that you're allergic to asps? Because okay, so like you know what they are, right? Those little caterpillars that have like the red, the red head, and they and they're they got the, like the little pr- the little prickly things on them. Oh, I thought like, you meant like snakes. No, 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 no. Asps. They're. Like, I think they're a southern thing. They're okay. like caterpillars that are poisonous. And like, this so is like, why this is why I don't live in the south. I couldn't handle that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, y'all have this thing called snow, and it's much worse. Yeah, I take uh, snow over killer cat- caterpillars any day. But anyway, yes. Go ahead. Well, most people like it would take a lot, but like one like touches my ankle, and I'll break out in hives in my entire body. Right? Oh, Chris. So an aspiratorium is a place where uh, the Catholic Church, because, like you mentioned asps, like where you thought it was snakes, right? Yeah. Snakes are pretty typically known in, in religious circles as being bad. Like we had the serpent in the mm-hmm. in, in the garden. Like uh, snakes are bad. Like Mary's going to stomp on the, on the head of a snake. So aspiratoriums are a uh, place, you know, like you've heard of like uh, on St. Francis Day, like, oh, bring your pets and we'll bless them. Yeah. Well, six months later, the exact um, the exact opposite of the year, mm-hmm. it's the it's the opposite where you take bad animals mm-hmm. and you put the asps, uh, either these little caterpillars or the snakes, yeah. and we take them at the church mm-hmm. and we put them in the aspiratorium and we burn them like the bad things that they are. Yeah, and it's it's said that this uh, tradition, not a lot of parishes do it anymore. Uh, so find yourself a parish that ha- that has the the feast of the aspersorium. Return to uh, tradition. Kill the bad animals uh, like God wants us to. Um, that being said, there are some who mistakenly believe that it is the bucket uh, that you have holy water in. And when you do the sprinkling rites, you have an aspergellum, which is a different thing, and you put it in the aspersorium. But uh, once again, if you hear this lovingly, because it's a work of mercy, correct the sinner. Okay. Taylor, what is a Saturno? A Saturno. A Saturno. Saturno. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, like that one's so easy. I don't even know why you're asking me this. Uh, yeah. Well, it's this, just it's so that people can learn because not everyone is as right as you all the time. It's it's the it's the surname of the first Pope Innocent. Like we know that like when popes take on 
Mm-hmm. Uh, becoming Pope, they take on a new name other than Peter, which, who was given a new name years before by Jesus. Yeah, he got the uh, he got the name for yeah. Yeah, but that that was the that was the Italian guy that became Pope Innocent the first, which was mm-hmm. weird because he was a criminal. <laughs> yes, uh, that is absolutely uh, correct as well. Um, some people would say it's the hat that clerics wear. It's got the brim all the way around, so it looks like the rings of Saturn, and which is why it's called the Saturno. Uh, but that's that's not that's not it at all. Okay. Well, I mean, to be fair, it's it's the double meaning because Pope Innocent, I said mm-hmm. he was a, he was criminal. You know, those Italians and the mafia connections, those sort of things. Yes. It was yes. it was it like I can't believe that it's still going on because everybody knows that he was a criminal and that's why he took on the name Innocent. Like if you're calling yourself Innocent, you're, you're probably not. Like I don't walk <laughs> around saying I'm Innocent. You just you know like that's that's very fishy. So he had this company. That would make these things, and they have a monopoly on it. Like, yeah. where where can you buy those? Oh, just from that family. It's it, mm-hmm. it's 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 crazy. Don't name yeah, yourselves just from the Italians in uh, in Rome. Actually, is how it works. Yeah, yeah. crazy. Okay, crazy. um, uh, so you know, uh, a, a darker word from our past, but one that's important to know anyway. I got one last word for you. All right. What is an umbrellino? An umbrellino. Oh, I've actually seen these, right? So a lot of times you have like the uh, the canopy like over over the altar in like a lot of like really traditional churches. But yeah. the umbrellino is like when you're going to do a Eucharist procession, like we talked about the Luna earlier. So if you're going to do a Eucharistic procession, mm-hmm. um, I've seen this once. It was at the uh, it was a uh, it was that time that God played a trick on me because I told him you know ten years ago that I wanted to be uh, a Steubenville Conference speaker, and then yeah. he invited me to be the uh, Diocese of Steubenville Conference speaker. <laughs> <laughs> <That's fun. laughs> You know what I meant, God. You know, like, <laughs> and uh, so I'm doing the diocesan conference, and and the uh, the bishops there, and I it was the only time I've ever seen it. Pretty traditional bishop, and you know, like you want the pop and circumstance when the bishop is around, and sure. like so when we walked outside, there was an umbrellino. So because we were going from like I, I think they had a chapel off on the side, and they were coming into the church. Like it was just how the day had yeah. to work because of, you know we we're in all these different buildings, and the umbrellino was carried over the monstrance mm-hmm. as the bishop was processing around for adoration. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's what it is when you do uh, any kind of outdoor procession, whatever you have, the umbrellino. Um, I'm going to yes and you. Uh, also, it's it's part of the usually uh, papal coat of arms um, because when a pope or a bishop would go outside, sometimes they would get a little umbrella as well. Uh, but the way we normally see it is with uh, over the Eucharist during outdoor processions, the umbrellino. Wow, I feel like everyone is much more educated now, Taylor. Thanks to you. We're at the point where, like that last one, I don't even know how close I was because we've gotten so deep into the lie that I'm not sure how many I got right. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) (laughs) You got Luna and Umberlino correct. (laughs) Okay, good. I did get Umberlino. When you yes and it, I was like, wait, was that actually right? I'm not sure. You know, I was thinking we were so deep into the bit that like people would be horribly confused. (laughs) Right. I like like, we got to the point when you yes and it, I was like, so yes or no? (laughs) Yeah. Oh man. So I was like two for five. Yeah. Two for five. Two, three, four, five. Two for six. Two for six. I mean, 33%. I mean, I'm just crushing it. That's good. That's a great batting average. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be in the Hall of Fame. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. All right. Well, that was fun. You liked this, don't you? You enjoyed torturing me. I do. I I think people are going to be really confused, and I can't wait to hear what people think about this. <laughs> <laughs> All 
right. Well, don't go anywhere. When we come back, uh, we're going to be talking about something that I heard recently uh, at, a, at a parish event at my church. We're, our parish is doing this really cool thing. I'll explain it. Um, but we're going to be talking about is faith a blind leap or not? And we're going to kind of get uh, into the intricacies of that. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Come sail away. Come sail away. Come sail away with Deacon Harold Burke Sivers. You can go on a trip with him to the Holy Land. The group is leaving on May 6th and returning on May 16th of 2022. Couldn't decide how to say that year because we haven't gotten there yet. And I was confused. Uh, after visiting the Holy Land, you'll head to Germany to see the famed, and everybody loves when I say this word, Oberammergau. Oberammergau. It's very famous. That's why I know how to say it. Um, it's where they do this famous passion play, and you can go see it with Deacon Harold Burke servers after going to Holy Land in Germany, May 6th through 16th, 2022. More information can be found by going to fortecatholic.com slash tours and clicking the button, and then you'll see all the pretty little trips that you and your Catholic friends can go on. Do it now. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I'm always right, and he's always wrong. That's Father Anthony Sharafa. How are you, buddy? Did you enjoy that great. last segment? You know what? The last segment lifted my spirits. I feel the uh, espresso kicking in. I'm in a great mood now. <laughs> great mood. I, I'm glad my idiocy is what ch- changed your day. It's what turned I mean, it around for and you. And Ambry's a tiny ambo. Beautiful. <laughs> it's, it's genius. I love it. <laughs> my kid just read it mass last week at the school <laughs> with the stool. And it was very funny. Very funny. Um, okay. So there's this new thing that our parish is doing that I, I've heard. It's one of those things that like I've heard everybody talk about this, mm-hmm. but I've never actually seen it done. Mass? <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> no, um, I've never been to one of those. It's strange. Um, like parish, fa- like family catechesis as the parish model for catechesis. Oh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good um, So, like, our parish has, you know, we have the campus ministry at the school that I've been involved with. We have the high school youth ministry that I've been involved with. We also have small groups off of that that don't go to the high school youth ministry. We have like confirmation prep. We have like regular CCE. We have RCA. Like we have like all the things that a typical parish has, right? Um, but one thing that the that the new pastor and the new DRE, who's a buddy of mine, uh, has been on the show, Kevin Kapczynski, um, they're like actually like okay, everybody's been talking about this for decades, and I know like some people have have tried it. But I've never seen it done like this, and I really like it. Mm. So once a month, the families that are involved in this program all get together. Father fa- father gives a talk, and it's usually about encouragement for parenting, challenges for parenting, and then also the content that we're going to share with our kids, like an overview of it for us, right? So yeah. it's kind of this, I, like, I, working in youth ministry for years, it's like, oh, we teach the kids stuff, and, like, like obviously, like you know, Jesus is God. That's basic stuff. But it's like, no, like we really believe that, like th- that the that the Eucharist is the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ. And mm-hmm. a lot of them go home to their parents, and they're like, oh, we thought it was a symbol. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. Yeah, yeah. where the parents need catechesis too. Like we all need ongoing formation, uh, no matter like what level of knowledge of the faith that we have. Um, so it's really cool. Like we all get together. But the primary thing of it is like instead of going to CCE. We have three families. Our family, the Stavanoas, you know, I've talked about them before. They're friends of mine. They live right down the road. I went to undergrad with the wife. I went to grad school with the wife. And I've I've worked together with the wife. I mean, we've been, our lives have been intermixed since like 2008. (laughs) You know, like we've been, we've been friends for a long time. And then this other family, 
that is newer to the parish that we've never met before. And that's our three families. And we met at, we're just going to rotate through our houses and like eat a meal together, chat and talk, and then get our, all of our little kids together. We all have tiny kids and -hmm. we're going to do like the basic lesson for the week right like that's really cool yeah jesus is god or teaching the uh, the hail mary or teaching the the glory be like these sorts of things right making it age appropriate for our kids it's just really cool and and i've and i really enjoyed it um so we had we've we've now had one meeting of the three families which again sounds mafia ish the The three three families families all met um but uh, there's been two, but we couldn't make it the first one but we've also been to one where like all the families gather there's probably like 15 families in the parish doing this together and it's just an option. Um, well, we met, and like a lot of the stuff that was shared is pretty basic. It was like teaching yeah. about the Trinity. It was, but it's like maybe just a refresher before you teach your kids, right? Um, but in there was about a forty-five minute talk, and then there was a time for conversation between the parents. We there was it was great. There was uh, the kids were all in like the nursery watching Prince of Egypt, and we we get time to like talk about faith stuff, mm-hmm. and like. You know, we got to talking to things about things like the Trinity, which can be like, oh yeah, three and one. But then, like, when you really start thinking about it, it's like there's complicated. Like, <laughs> the Holy Spirit <laughs> yeah, yeah, proceeds yeah. from the Father and the Son, but He was always there too. He's not, like, you know, it's like, oh, heresy, you know, very easily, right? So, yeah. but one of the things that I have been thinking about, and that got brought up at this at this uh, you know this event where the small groups are talking, is it was there was a there was a Paper, one of the questions that we had to answer was, I, I might not get the exact wording, but um, it said, explain why faith is not a blind leap. That was one of the discussion questions. Oh, interesting. Explain why faith is not a blind leap. Because mm-hmm. uh, one of the topics was what faith is and all, all these things. Um, but I, I was kind of thinking and processing, and I kind of like everybody, everybody else at the table had talked and I was like, I, I, I disagree with the premise of the question. Hmm. I actually think that faith, actual faith, at some point is a blind leap. Mm-hmm. And I have reasons for that. But what, what, do, you, what do you think about, like, is faith a blind leap? It depend, for me, it depends what you mean by blind leap. Sure. Um, I, I feel like faith is more of a trust fall. <laughs> like <laughs> a blind fall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, I mean, the blind leap gets at that feeling of like, here we go. I I don't quite know what's gonna happen, right? There's something about that that's true. At the same time, what does St. Paul say? Faith is the content of things hoped for. There, there's because ultimately God has proposed himself to you and offered you his grace and said here i am but you have to at some point be like okay i choose to believe this right and that's so it's it's tricky it's tricky because at one point it is but it's you wouldn't want to say it's like i guess i'll just be catholic and you just throw yourself off a building like there (laughs) are reasons for it but at the same time and i think any any committed christian has 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 felt that of that weightlessness like you're going off a roller coaster or you're you are jumping off a a high dive and something about that's very true so that's those are my thoughts yeah 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 and i'm I'm totally with you so i think the 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 biggest argument for like faith not being a blind leap Mm -hmm. it's not blind because we have reason 
Like okay. we like God God has given us reason uh, to where we can think about these things. We can learn things about faith, and th- therefore it's not blind. You start having your eyes opened to certain things through reason, right? Yeah. Where it's like um, things that you can think about, you can ass- you can assent to things that are real, but like. Uh, but where it gets difficult, I think, and where it does become more blind is, ironically enough, with revelation, right? Mm-hmm. So there's reason, things that I can see, things that I have experienced. Like, I have experienced things that I can't understand through my senses, so there must be something outside of my senses, right? Like, that's mm-hmm. reason. But, like, revelation, it's like... I can learn about it and I can even like combine my reason as I'm hearing revelation, like that there was this guy named Jesus and he lived and he taught and he healed the sick and he, and he uh, uh, rose other people from the dead. And then he was crucified and rose from the dead too. Even that assenting to revelation. Yeah. I can use my reason and like, yeah, there's a bunch of scholars that say like, this is actually a true source in the gospels, but that starts to take a little bit more of, Okay, like I have to start believing things that I can't see and experience, mm-hmm. right? Because they happened two thousand years ago. It's just impossible to have experienced that because I live now. Um, but then we get into like even things like does God exist? Mm-hmm. It's like there are reasonable things, you know. You, you, like you, we get into like uh, the philosophers of like the first mover or like something had to happen, right? But then it's like I can't see God. Right, like you know, he uh, God is in this room, and I'm like, where? You know, like, I'm trying to touch him. I'm trying to see him. So like that, like literally, I can't see, which is the word blind. You know, like yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah so it's yeah. like there, there comes a point where like, yes, I have reason, and I can learn things about God. I can study, even studying with combining my reason and revelation, and learning these things about God through the scriptures, through the catechism, through the teachings of the church. But at some point, there are things that I can't prove right or i can't actually see and at that point what faith is you started bringing it up right you started that thing from 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 uh, hebrews faith is the realization of what is hoped for and evidence of things not seen ah there right? we go yeah mm-hmm. so it's like i am when i it, the faith where faith comes in i think for me and maybe this isn't a perfect definition but it's like i use my faith my my um sorry my reason and revelation a lot mm-hmm. but when those things can't fully answer in my heart and in my head that's where faith comes in and i have that's the point where i am taking that you know blind leap i like trust fall a lot actually yeah. right because it's like i trust the people that i'm that are catching me i trust god i trust the church i trust these sources uh, i've talked a lot what do you think yeah, I think you just have to I think the problem is you have to be careful not to subvert the primacy of grace. That if you say yeah, yeah, okay, faith and reason do work together and like you said, you can reason through a lot of things, you can you know, be fairly certain that Jesus was a real historical person and you know, um but you don't want to push it so far where you're like I have reasoned my way to understand that faith is the obvious choice because then it makes it more about your powers and less about a gift that God's given you because the theological virtue of faith is a gift. It's something God has given you. And he, yes, he uses other people and he can use your study and he can use your mind, but at its core, it's God extending to you in this mystical way, belief in him. And there is that, 
trust in him. Um, you know, I'd say like trusting anybody, like you may have tons of reasons to trust this person, but then you have to trust him. And that's kind of the blind part. Uh, right. That's the risk. There's vulnerability there. And so the, the leap of faith, the blind leap of faith, there's always vulnerability in accepting what God has given you. Um, so you don't want to make it sound like, oh, this is the obvious decision. Um, and then once, once you do have faith, you have trusted in God, then you can work a lot of reason in there. And, and you know, okay, God has revealed to me that he is Trinity. Uh, and I believe that. And I have, now I can start doing theology and stuff through reason and all that jazz. So you just gotta, it's a fun conversation. Because yeah, you do have to be careful not to make it sound like this is a thing that is, I can just do if I work hard enough. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah, you yeah. know, it's faith. Yeah, yeah, like that was, I, I don't have the scripture pulled up, but it's like, yeah, like we can love God because he loved us first, right? Mm -hmm. And like that faith is a gift from God. It was it, That was one of the other questions. It was like, how is faith a gift from God and the gift that we give to God, right? Oh, interesting. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. we can't have faith, but our faith, which like obviously that bleeds into like loving God, loving neighbor, all that stuff, but our faith is our gift back to God. Our love for him is all, you know, it's all connected, but it's like, he gave us faith so that we can have faith in him and us having faith in him is the gift back in this. You know, it's like, yeah, this is when it gets to like, yeah. So God gives you grace and then he gives you the grace to accept the grace and right. he gives you the grace to love him in return. So you right. gotta keep that all in mind. Like we do have a response. We do have a part to play, but it's all done through God's power and God's love, which doesn't, destroy our freedom if anything it actually enhances and frees our freedom to say yes to him um so you gotta you gotta be careful with your wording uh, not to make uh a heresy not to right, do a heresy yeah. <laughs> so i think where i was getting i'm glad you brought the, the like the grace and grace thing up like obviously like this is all a gift i think where mm -hmm. i was thinking of like i'm thinking of this very subjectively right just like my yeah. experience with mm -hmm. faith reason and revelation yeah where um where I have had to take blind leaps. We joked earlier that like, I'm always right. Right. Like uh, there, there's a list of things that I have in my phone of things that I don't understand why the church teaches what it does. Mm. Right. And, sure. and I've had this list for, I, I've had a list on my phone since I got my first iPhone in college. And the mm. list used to be hundreds of questions long. And now it's very short because I have gotten answers. Right. Yeah. Why does the church teach this? Why does the church teach this? Um, and I've asked, and, and maybe I didn't get an answer at first, but I use other people and reason and revelation and all these other things and just like prayer and trying to get closer to God, like all these yeah. things combining to get those questions answered so that I can accept more. But like, that's why I liked your trust fall thing a lot. Cause mm -hmm. it's like the more I had a hundreds of questions. And so like, you can say, if you have hundreds of questions about something that you are assenting to. Yeah. It's not the strongest of a sense. You know? like, <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. It's not the strongest of faiths. But if I keep asking questions and getting answers that actually change my mind or change mm -hmm. how I thought about the thing, it only proves more and more that I actually can do this trust fall and yeah. have my faith in God and the church and her teachings grow. Right. But where it where it becomes a blind leap is there are still things that the church teaches that I struggle with. Yeah, sure. um, I'm not just talking about like personal sin, but like where it's like, is that the right teaching, mm -hmm. you know? And it's at that point 
where I have to assent with faith the things that I can't come to by reason or by revelation, where I am struggling to see why the church teaches this on this topic. But I have been proven wrong by the church so many times <laughs> that I realized that God is right and that the church is right. So where this, like, that's where it was kind of coming to me. Like, I have yeah. used my God-given reason and as much revelation as I can, and I have come to a different uh, outcome than yeah. the church has. And at that point is where I have to, like, assent in faith to say, I, I, I know I'm wrong in this. I can't figure out why. Mm -hmm. But I have to assent in faith to God and say yeah. that he's right and his church and say that they're right. And that's where like the subjective struggle yeah. comes in. I remember uh, an experience of this I had actually in seminary. It's similar, a little different, but similar, where it was my Christology class. And uh, we began this unit where it was all about kind of tearing apart everything you believe in Jesus Christ, like using historical critical method and stuff. And it was just it just shook me up like is this Jesus who I fall in love with? Is he who I actually think he is? Or is this all made up? And like, it really messed with my brain. I remember going into the chapel and just being like, the rug was pulled out under, a rug was pulled out underneath my feet. And I thought that rug was actually like a granite stone that could never be moved. And all of a sudden it's moved. Bro, I'm like, yeah. what? Yeah. What is yeah. Right. And so I remember going into the chapel and just kneeling there. It's like, I don't understand. I don't know. I don't get it. I'm freaked out. My stomach hurts. <laughs> but I trust whatever's in that box <laughs> right. is real the to Luna. me. It's a Luna. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so like, Lord, just keep me afloat until we figure this out together. But I'm going to keep loving you. Like that was that subjective moment of faith. It was a gift because my brain said no. Uh, my, my, my stomach said, Oh no, <laughs> but it was like that moment where it's like, I'm okay. I'm going to stick around. I'm going to be here because I, and I couldn't explain why, but I just, that was that subjective moment of faith. That was a gift to me that kept me, uh, close to the truth. And eventually all those other problems were, were worked out for me and I had a stronger faith because of it. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, I like a lot, like, I, I think, you know, because I was kind of thinking, like, it's not a blind leap from the beginning, but you get to points where it's a blind leap. But yeah. I'm actually going to, I like your trust fall a lot better mm -hmm. because that's what it is. It's like, I have to, I have to give up. Like, when you, mm -hmm. when you trust fall, especially when you're 270 pounds, like somebody on this conversation, <laughs> like, you have to trust that somebody's going to catch you, right? Yeah. And it's like, when it, when it comes to, like, 270-pound problems that I, or issues that I have with what the church teaches, like, I have to put my hands over my, over my shoulders and fall back into God, the church, people that I trust, uh, because I've been proven wrong on these things. So, I, mm -hmm. like, I like that a lot. We get to those points where, like, we're struggling intellectually with something or we're stuck struggling in our heart with something that God that God has shared or that the church teaches or whatever. And it's like, I, I they haven't led me astray so far, even if I don't get it in this particular moment about this particular thing. Uh, so I like the trust fall a lot better. So maybe it's not a blind leap, but it's a blind trust fall. Yeah, that's good. I like it. <laughs> All right. Well, that's our show for the day. Uh, Father Anthony, I'm glad that you got all of your energy back. <laughs> I know. I'm feeling great. <laughs> I'm going to crash you... in like two hours, but right. right now I feel great. <laughs> if you're tired, uh, listen to the Forte Catholic podcast and take four cappuccinos. And you'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it. That's all you need in your life. Well, uh, Captain Hook, it was great recording with you today. Thanks for being here. My pleasure. Always happy to record with you, Taylor. All right. I'll be back next week. 
guys so much for watching and listening to today's episode we hope that you enjoyed it and had some fun if you did a couple of things you can do either leave a comment on youtube if you were watching down below what was your favorite episode or what we should talk about next uh if you aren't on youtube and you're just on the podcast you can connect with us on our social media at taylor Schroll on instagram and twitter at forte catholic on facebook and twitter as well uh and and, and at taylor Schroll on tiktok let us know what you think about the show. We love hearing from you guys. Uh, y'all are the best. I'll be back next week. Goodbye.